Exceptional Marcus Pierce. Rockstar Damien Christoph. The Wellness Summit is almost upon us and we have so many prizes and giveaways before the summit even begins this year, MP. That's right, Damo. There's a very exciting Facebook giveaway running this week only over at the Wellness Couch. One of our new exhibitors at this year's summit is Solid Technics Cast Iron and Beautiful Non-Stick Cookware. And they are giving away over $400 in prizes to one lucky Wellness Couch listener. All you need to do is go to The Wellness Couch's Facebook page and follow the prompts. The lucky winner will also receive a double pass to this year's Wellness Summit, September 10 11 at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. How cool is that? So go check out the Wellness Couch on Facebook to enter and remember to immerse yourself in 16 hours of powerhouse wellness with Damo, myself and over 40 other health and wellness experts. Go to thewellnesssummit.com and enter the code SOLIDSUMMIT for $100 of your ticket before they sell out. That's thewellnesssummit.com. wellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives welcome to a place of wellness and healing for both your body and mind get ready to live a happy healthy whole food life that totally rocks you're listening to shiny healthy you the straight talking natural health show for busy women with your host and naturopath jules galloway The Wellness Summit 2016 is just around the corner and if you're thinking of coming along, don't forget you can get $100 off your ticket by entering a simple code at the checkout. Enter the word SHINY SUMMIT 16 and that will get you $100 off. See you at the summit. I knew the next guest and I were to cross paths eventually. She's a friend of a friend and I've seen her around in a couple of business circles and I just kept hearing great things about her. I was like, I've got to meet this chick. She's awesome. And our paths did cross recently in a Facebook group for an online course. So then I was like, I have to get this chick on my show. This woman is single-handedly attempting to change the way that office workers in Sydney do lunch. That's right, business chicks. There's no longer any reason to eat a shitty takeaway salad with crappy croutons or compromise your healthy high standards for convenience. Yep, this chick has got you covered. Her meal service provides healthy lunch delivery to your office with freaking delicious options that are super healthy and guaranteed not to go soggy in your fridge. Not only that, she's also got an awesome blog with loads of healthy recipes and she also offers cooking classes and catering in her spare time. Actually, I'm not sure how she has any spare time. Anyway, it's all done with a smile and a sense of humour, which I just love. Please welcome to the show Linda Ellis, a.k.a. Lunch Lady Lou. Woo! Hello. Hello. (laughs) Can I just, like, grab that bit of audio and just you know, put it on my website, please. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, or, or when you get famous, I'll just follow you everywhere you go and introduce you. That's Well, also I was an going option. to say that, but you're a pro <laughs> podcaster now, so I am just worried about your time too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very expensive, darling, very expensive. Oh, no. Now, shall I call you Linda or Lou? You can call me Lou. Awesome. Um, Lou, it's safe to say that you didn't always have the healthiest lifestyle, Yeah. It's safe. Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how how that happened, like where you came from and what prompted you to turn it all around because I know there's a bit of a story there. Yeah. Well, I grew up with a mum that cooked 
you know, in a normal family. Um, and she cooked. She, I can still remember days of coming home and there'd be soup bubbling away on the stove and all that type of stuff. So growing up, my life was healthy as we knew it back then in the, you know, early 90s-ish. And I didn't have an interest in food, though. I'm the slowest eater in the world. You can still ask anyone. They will say painfully slow. And I hate that that's the adjective that they use, but it's true. I'm slow. And so I just sit there just kind of eating and taking in the world and whatever was happening was happening. And it never really occurred to me the whole story behind food and health and why mum wanted us to eat vegetables or anything like that. And it wasn't till I was about 20 when she kind of sat us down and was like, right, I'm sick of cooking for you all. You're all kind of in your 20s now. So you all need to cook one night a week. So my night was Tuesday and I had no idea how to cook. I had one salad recipe and she did that thing, you know, if you want someone to make you something, you're just like, oh, but you're so good at making it. (laughs) Positive reinforcement. Yeah, that. with the you know sneakiness behind it so I had one salad that I could make and it was called the Linda salad because I you know I'm so famous that's what I named it (laughs) and it was just whatever was in the fridge went into this salad um so that's all that I could make so she was like right family dinner you need to cook what are you going to cook and I freaked out and then I learned to make spaghetti bolognese. And it's safe to say that for two years we had spaghetti bolognese every Tuesday night. <laughs> now, not <laughs> everyone heavy. would really mind that. No, but come on, where's the variety? But it's funny because my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he'd come over on spaghetti bolognese night and I'd put him to work. So clearly I was born to be a boss of some sort and I was like, chop the carrots, do this, do this, do this. Anyway, I'm getting a bit off track. So I got this interest in food when I was about 20 years old and then I had a few other people in my life who had interesting backgrounds. Like one was Polish, her mum made amazing Polish food And she introduced me to garlic. I thought garlic was in a jar. I had no idea that garlic was something that, you know, came from the ground (laughs) and that you could buy fresh from the the market. So that was kind of like my level of food knowledge. And it just really, I don't know what happened, but I just ran with it. And I just started cooking and I'd invite people over and our mutual friend, Haley, we had a, a, a group that was called the Super Supper Club and every month or so we'd get together and cook. You'd go to someone's house and they would cook for you and they were all themed. Sometimes we'd get dressed up as well. So <laughs> there was Spanish, there was Mexican, you know, whatever goes. And I really just learnt to cook via this group of friends and I'd try everything out on them and I really I just fell in love with it you'd just come over and I'd cook for you know cook and I would just be in my element but it never occurred to me that that is what I was going to do at the time I was working in corporate world and I'd done so since I was 17 because I just hated school and didn't know what I wanted to do so I was like right let's go work in an office for the man And um, I got coined the healthy salad maker somehow 
And But it was like, oh, you're healthy. Oh, you're so healthy. Oh, wow. I wish I could be like you. I'm never going to be like that, blah, 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 blah. I just buy my lunch. So it was kind of like I was separated from everyone else, but I had no idea why people just couldn't chop some vegetables and put them in a bowl. Yeah, it's and not <laughs> like you're doing some kind of sorcery there. It's, it's and I wasn't. It's, veg- it's like a scene from the castle, isn't it? It's like, yeah. what, what do you do? What do you call that? It's a salad, doll. It's chop salad. the veggies, doll. And <laughs> at the time, it would have been cos lettuce and carrot. Like there was nothing fancy going on at all. Um, Anyway, somewhere along the line, I got a little bit distracted and started buying my lunch and did not realize that what I was eating had a direct effect to my health and also my weight. So I can remember being traveling in South America and I ripped my jeans, like full on split them down down the seam. And I was like, oh, I'm just becoming a woman. Like, I'm just getting hips. But no, I was actually just stacking on the weight from eating not so great food and partying a lot and doing everything that normal 20-ish-year-olds do. Um, And also somewhere in there, I had a little run-in with cancer. So I had... um, a cancer in my parotid gland, which was my saliva gland, and it deterred me from going on a trip. Like I actually went for a checkup to get needles two weeks before I was leaving to go to Thailand, and the doctor was just like, oh, you've got a little lump here on the side of your face. You better go and get that checked out. And it went from that day into emergency and it just went on this roller coaster ride of, okay, you're pretty much going into hospital to have an operation to get this thing removed. So that was pretty weird too. And I knew at the time, you know what? I need to be healthier. I need to learn what this health stuff is. I know that what I'm doing is not totally um, healthy or right for my body, but I had no idea what to do or how, where to start or where to look. Um, I don't even know that blogging was a thing back then. This is coming up to nine years ago. It probably was, but I was just in a bubble. Um, and so I drew this crazy health line in the sand, but then I totally went the other way, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing to say. So I went out more, I partied more, I ate out. You know, we'd go out after work and I'd literally just, drink cocktails and beer and whatever and maybe we'd share a bowl of chips and that was my diet so I pretty much lived on alcohol takeaway food and so much coffee it was ridiculous and was this after the cancer scare this is after so this is after the cancer scare and I drew my line in the sand that I was going to be super healthy and figure all this stuff out and I just went the other way so what happened (laughs) how did that come about I don't know I didn't know what to do like that was the thing. It was just like I don't even know where to look. I don't I don't know. It sounds so weird. Everyone's probably just like you're an idiot. But I just I don't know. And maybe there was a, I didn't deal with the whole cancer thing that well, but I really just um yeah, went the other way. But I can't even tell you what made me um like it was obviously a few years later 
I'd started experimenting. I think I got back into my cooking and experimenting with a bit more healthy food and I had a few other friends that were eating more vegetables (laughs) at the time (laughs) than the rest of us. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do this. So I just, you know, cherry-picked what other people were doing and put them into my own cooking repertoire. And I went away again. I went traveling. And the whole health epiphany happened for me in the food markets of Vietnam in Hoi An. So I was walking through this market really early morning and it just dawned on me how much – you know, the locals over there, how different their priorities were to what seemed to be ours back in Australia or really mine. So theirs were, I guess, food, health, family and fun, you know, social, family, that type of stuff. And then work was later and whatever else. And mine, being in the corporate world, was very much work, money, career, or, you know, all the things that I thought that I was getting, fun, and then somewhere down the line was health. And I was just like, oh, my God, what is going on? And everyone goes there every morning to buy their fresh produce, and it's a daily thing. And in Australia, we go to the supermarket. We buy once a week. Some people buy once a fortnight, and that was considered normal. And it just really... I don't know, it just opened up my world. It was like that piece that I'd been missing all the way back five or so years ago with the cancer drawing the line in the sand. I was like, oh, okay, that just makes sense now. And I food nerded out. That's all I can say that I did. (laughs) I love a self-confessed food nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I just started Googling and I guess I probably started with healing with cancer or something along the lines of that and found a few bloggers that I thought were influential and just devoured their websites devoured them that let me on to the next one and it was just this so that would have been about May in 2012 no yeah May 2012 and By the end of the year, I could have told you absolutely anything about anything. So we went to live in London for six months and I I worked in the city area and I spent every lunchtime at Planet Organic. This sounds so embarrassing to say. Every lunchtime at Planet Organic and I would go in there and I'd pick up a new like superfood or health food thing and I'd look at it. So I'd read the label, oh, cacao, what's that? I'd get out my phone and I'd Google it. Then I'd be like, what should I do with cacao? Google it, find a recipe, buy the packet, take it home and cook with it. So it was, I don't know, I just food nerded out and I just loved every second of it. And every day I'd come back to my work and the people at work would be like, what did you get today? (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to cook today? And did you you take in the cacao treats the next day and go, here's what I did? No. (laughs) <laughs> isn't that mean I just realized how mean that is um no but they were I think it was more of a condescending what did you get today why have you got that oh what's that oh blah 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 blah. anyway so my lovely boyfriend now husband got all the the experiments and let's just say that my green smoothie game was 
terrible for about six months. Oh, no. <laughs> was, was that because you had a crappy blender that made it chunky or were you, what yep. were you doing wrong? I didn't realise that, um, you know, mixing a few different colours of the green and red variety would make something a really disgusting brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned that with juice as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, I don't know, did not occur to me that maybe someone wouldn't want to eat some brown sludge. But I would, because I knew what was in it. I'd made it. So I'm like, well, I know that it's good and I know that it's good for me and it tastes okay. But he was just like, nah, no, thank you. So I can't say that I, you know, picked up, you know, a, a healthy a healthy way of eating and then I was suddenly amazing at cooking. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah, it sounds like there was some trial and error. Lots of trial and error. And I don't really know. That was just, that was, that was it. So I just went from this missing piece to a total food nerd and I just immersed myself in everything. I signed up to IIN, so the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I did that. It kind of confused me, but all it made me realize was that the only person that can tell me what to eat is me, and as long as I'm happy with that and it makes me feel good after I've eaten it, which you learn to know what makes you feel good and what doesn't, then as long as that's going on, I don't really care about anything else. And that is my whole food mantra, which is what I'm trying to do with Lunch Lady Lou. It's just like, eat this. It's full of flavor. It's been made with love and it's going to make you smile. So what sort of diet do you follow yourself now? Are there things that you will eat and won't eat? I eat anything, which has changed. So when once I landed back in Sydney after London, I did the whole sugar-free thing. Um, that was the, I think for me that was a really good um, experiment because I had developed a sweet tooth, which is weird because I never had that before. But you know when you're traveling and you're somewhere hot and you're drained of energy and you just want something quick to kind of pick you back up so you can keep on adventuring. I think I picked up that habit in Asia. So for me, going sugar-free was really good, but it took me to the extreme and then I found my comfort zone somewhere in there again. So I wouldn't, um, I'd never not eat anything, but for me, an average day or an average week wouldn't really even include any refined sugar whatsoever. I might have some dates in a smoothie, but that would be it. Other than that, it's loaded up on veggies. I eat meat. I still have a bit of a dairy thing going on because I really love a milky coffee. But that's it. And what do you have now if you're after a treat? Ooh. Well, I make some pretty amazing chocolate truffles, which is just dates, coconut, cacao, um, I might make a smoothie, so I would go like a super chocolatey smoothie with, you know, a bit of banana in there or avo. 
Um, or I'm a sucker for yogurt with cacao again. So you can tell I have like a dark chocolate theme going on. <laughs> you did learn how to use that cacao then. <laughs> I did. Um, so I do yogurt with cacao powder with nut butter, a little bit of cinnamon mixed all around. And if I feel like I need a little bit sweeter, I would add a tiny bit of either maple syrup or raw honey. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. It's amazing. <laughs> Not quite dairy-free, but I that was my treat when – so once I'd gotten healthy, <laughs> I have little inverted commas around that, but I would go to these office meetings or, you know, the office – morning tea and they would be serving up they're like oh I just got this packet of muffins from Woolies for two (laughs) dollars yeah and we got Tim Tams and this and this and they'd be so excited that they bought so much with their money um and it was going to go so far and I would just unsubscribe rock up there with my little chocolate yogurty treat and then I did, but I, it made me still be included. So I found when I would rock up there with nothing and then say, oh, no, I don't want to eat your food, that really just put up the barrier. And then they'd just fire questions at me. Why don't you want to eat it? Why don't you just eat one muffin? Oh, I could never do what you're doing. And you just get these big roll-on of questions and comments and all this stuff. And it was just easier for me to take my chocolate thing. It looks like chocolate to them. And it just made everyone okay with, what they were going to put in their mouths for that morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, it's pretty obvious that you love healthy food, uh, but why did you actually start this business? What made you think, I know what, I'm just going to deliver lunch to office people in the busiest CBD in all of Australia? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so once I got back from living in London, I got another full-time job. So I've been an event manager for pretty much, you know, the past nine years. And I, you know, did what I knew. I needed money. So I just got back into corporate work. And now that I was healthified, if I forgot my lunch, there was nowhere for me to go. There was one cafe. Um, And this was back in, you know, early 2013. So the whole wave of paleo cafes and all that type of stuff hadn't really hit this you know Sydney yet at all and if I forgot my lunch I would literally have to walk 30 to 40 minutes to get something from the one cafe that served something that I thought was kind of half decent for me to eat and it wasn't because oh it's unhealthy you know obviously I like vegetables and all that type of stuff but for me the taste that gets left in my mouth after eating something that is old or soggy or full of sugar or just not made with love, like, you know, vegetable oils or whatever, I can taste that and it stays in my mouth. And then I feel sick. So I don't know, what's that saying? You never know how good you feel until you're healthy. That's a really bad saying. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) But it's true. So back then I could have, you know, rewind six years I would go out and buy what I thought was a salad or pasta and to me that was good enough and healthy enough 
but then you strip a few things away from your diet and you start feeling better and then suddenly you put in fuel that isn't as great a quality and you notice it straight away. Yeah, absolutely. Like a, a simple one would be, you know, if you used to eat food that was done in canola oil and then moving over across to like olive oil, you'll know the difference. And then yeah. when you go back to something like canola again, it's like, hang on, this tastes cheap. There's something about it that's not quite right. Yeah, and the smell and yeah. then your brain doesn't work. So that was the other thing. I'd eat something and then could not concentrate or all I'd want to do was go to sleep. Yeah, so, and a, yeah. Lot of, a lot of those so-called healthy lunch places in CBDs all around the world, their sole purpose is really to give you a reasonably priced lunch that you'll go back for again and again because they don't make money out of you buying something from them once. They make money out of you buying something off them repeatedly. And so if their tactic to getting you back is to make sure that it's reasonably priced and tastes good to you that means they might put loads of salt in it or loads of sugar in it or some sort of artificial something to make it taste sweeter so that the average person with the average palate will go hey that one tasted good and then they go back for more so I I worry about a lot of those salad dressings that they put on those those salads in you know in those lunch places because it's like oh it's just now these days now that I eat differently I go back and if I taste something like that it's like that's too sweet there's something dodge about this yeah yeah amen but it's <laughs> yeah you can't you don't know it until you know it right yeah it's... yeah yeah but then once you start down that road you have to keep going down that road because if you go backwards and you go back down that other fork in the road it's like I don't like this anymore yeah but But, you know I had a a friend um a while ago say to me um well I because so I obviously just sprung this I'm gonna start eating this way to my husband my boyfriend at the time we moved in together and he was on his own different journey of eating and I had a friend say to me, oh, I can't believe you don't make your your boyfriend eat the way that you does completely, you know, just copy you and have a green smoothie every morning and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, you can't really force anyone to eat what they don't want to eat but you lead by example and over time we'll go, um, you know, we went away on a holiday and the person that was cooking for us wasn't totally aligned with the way we eat at home now. And I don't say anything, but he came back and he's like, oh, I just can't believe that people eat like that. (laughs) I'm like, yes. Welcome to the other side. (laughs) I'm high-fiving on the inside, but you can't, I don't know, it's such a hard thing because I'm so passionate about this and I'm like, to anyone, just try it and you will like it and you will love it. You know, there's herbs and it's fresh and you will feel like sunshine is just coming out of you is what yeah. I say, something out of your skin. You can see it everywhere. And um, But you, it's just a hard thing. It's like you need to take that leap for yourself as well. I know my husband, he always jokes now that I've ruined him for certain junk foods 
because oh. <laughs> he 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 has them so rarely and we we eat so well because I'm always practicing new recipes and and you know he's the the lovely recipient of said recipes and he you know when he does get a chance to go and eat like a burger chain burger you know on on a road trip home or something he'll pull into one of those servos that have got the burger place attached and he'll go oh I'm going to have this thing that you know this this whopper or this thing that I used to love and then he'll say to me, you've ruined me because it <laughs> didn't taste good. And I don't know what they've done to the burgers since I used to eat them. And I'm like, they haven't done anything, but it's you that's changed. He's like, you've yeah. ruined me. <laughs> but it's, it just goes to show that, that after a while you, your palate changes and you, you do get a nose for what's good food and what's junk when you have it. You do. You do. But you know what? I still... We had pizza on Friday night. It was okay, but I don't – there was a time when I would be like, oh, my God, I had pizza. Oh, I need to make sure I do this the next morning and this, and I would kind of stress about it. But now it's just I just eat and I enjoy it and learn. So I know Saturday morning I didn't feel the best from that pizza, but that's fine because it's probably going to stop me being lazy the next time it's a Friday night and you know say we've had a beer or a wine and we're going home and I'll be like you know what no let's not get pizza let's go home and make pizza let's just make them a little bit better with the ingredients we have and I think that's all you can do yep that's it and the stress and the guilt that can follow sometimes when you do eat something that you would perceive to be the wrong thing or you know bad food or whatever like that stress and that guilt is actually worse for your health than eating the food itself so, so I, much. I, I tell so many of my clients and I tell people in my program all the time like you know if you do eat something that wasn't in your plan for your health that that's cool just notice how you feel afterwards don't do anything yeah. else. Just try and enjoy it. Like you're there, you're eating it now. You might as well enjoy it. Eat it slowly. Savor every bite. Notice how it tastes. But then also notice how you feel an hour later, a few hours later, the next morning. Just notice those things as well because that's going to help for you to make good decisions next time around. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's it. That's all you can do. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about your business. What sort of meals do you make at Lunch Lady Lou? So at Lunch Lady Lou, we make just really tasty food. So I'll give you a few examples. So it's not, it doesn't follow any one diet and we cook one thing per day. So if you're vegetarian or vegan or paleo, that's all fine. We just omit what we need to and adjust what needs to happen. But I guess it's kind of getting back to that old school lunch lady, not you get what you're given, but kind of in a way you get what you're given because we're really only going to cook one thing. But it's always going to be amazing. And just the underpinning rule is real food. So lots of fresh vegetables in summer, lots of salads, lots of tasty salad dressings. Um, today on the menu was a spiced chickpea salad so it had lots of turmeric cumin cinnamon warming spices because it's about 15 degrees in sydney right now um tiny little bit of creamy goat's cheese 
with some sweet potato fritters that had lots of coriander in them, um, shallots, a few nuts and seeds. So that's one. We also have an almond-crusted schnitzel on the menu, which happens to be on tomorrow with a mayonnaise that we make in-house. Um, what else? There's so much on the menu, but all, I don't know, it's hard to pin down what it is, but all I can say is that it's real food. So there's a lasagna on the menu. There's also another one that's called the seven C's, which is seven ingredients starting with C. <laughs> it's like coconut, <laughs> coriander, cashews, cabbage, carrot. I think there's chickpeas again. And at the moment, cauliflower. Awesome. I think that's eight. Oh, I seem to we always add an extra one because I'm so generous. Um, <laughs> but it's all seasonal, so it just depends on what's available at market, what looks amazing, and what inspires me. I try to keep the menu open a little bit because if there's amazing-looking cauliflowers, I'm going to get them and you're going to eat them. <laughs> you can't get out of that. I love that. You're going to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I do, I try to, you know, put three. So on Friday is lamb, olives and, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the third ingredient. But I try and give three ingredients and then the rest is just based on what I can, um, you know, what inspires me to go together at that time. So it's also weather dependent as well. Yeah, and that's awesome because that means that it's always going to be getting changed up just a little bit here and there so people don't get bored. Exactly. And most of my clients just order for the week, for the whole week, and I will meet them and they will say to me or they'll ask, what's on the menu today? Like they don't even, the menu's online, but they don't even care, which is what I love because they've eaten it they love it, they enjoy it, and now they just trust me and they can just get on with doing everything else on their to-do list. Yeah, and that's perfect. And that shows that they trust you as well because there's only been a few times in my life where I've actually trusted the chef enough to, to sit down in a restaurant and say, just feed me. Yeah. And, and that's what these people are doing with you. So that, that just shows that they just know that they're going to like whatever you bring and it's almost like they want the surprise. Yeah, well, yeah, they work in an office. <laughs> I mean that in a nice way. That was but... an evil laugh, lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, my laugh just sounds evil, but it is. It's there and they get to go in and talk to their work buddies about it and, you know, it is a talking point. They will meet me in the morning at 9 a.m., go into their work and their neighbours will be like, oh, what's on their menu today? And they'll read out the little label and have a chat and maybe they'll get to taste test some of it. So it's really, it's promoting um, workmanship. Yeah, community. <laughs> That's the word, workmanship. What's that? <laughs> community. <laughs> workmanship. You can tell we've yeah. just had a federal election. <laughs> Mateship. <laughs> so uh, just going back quickly to your epiphany in Vietnam and you said that they do things so differently what do you think we could do better here? If, if one of those things would be sharing a meal with your office workers or talking about the food with, with your fellow person in the next cubicle, what else 
do you think we could do in this country to promote healthier eating and, and enjoyment of healthy food? Oh, you're opening Pandora's box. Dun, dun, dun. I have a really big rant about this. There's so much, but I just think it could start with the chefs or the current cafes. There are so many cafes in the city. And so sometimes Lunch Lady Lou, when she goes on her delivery run, forgets to take a snack and she might get a little bit hangry. And, yes, I'm talking in the third person because it, like, puts the blame on someone else. But I can – I'll be walking down a street, so I'll do a block before I get back in my van and drive away, and I'll be like, oh, I'm so hungry. Where am I going to go? No, 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 no. You know, so for me, there are so many more places that I've just ruled off my list of being able to get anything edible, which sucks. To me, that sucks. There's so many cafes in there. And I, for me, I just think everyone should cook with love. Yeah. And when they do that, the food's always going to taste better. The food is going to taste better. Exactly. And... From a personal point of view, I believe that if everyone learnt to cook, then they would ultimately make better choices when they're cooking. Because I don't think that cooking is hard, but there, okay, so there are elements that can be difficult, and I believe that it's more of a mindset and an energetic thing behind it. But there are so many simple techniques that you can implement to cook amazing food with little effort from you. Yeah, and you also teach cooking classes, don't you? I do. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of meals do you teach those people to make? Um, So I teach them to make more of everything else that goes with a meal so we talk about you know how to roast a chicken and things like that but I I try to get across the importance of having the you know bringing the flavor to your party really so use working with herbs working with spices how to infuse flavor um so it's not just bland vegetables um and how to use your blender as well. So we blend a lot of salad dressings. We make a few smoothies. And it's more just of a basic course to introduce them into cooking. Um, well, I guess cooking with real food, with better food. So I'm just having, I'm just trying to think. I just had a total mental blank. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of people do you get at these classes? Are they mums? Are they busy no. professionals? What, what yeah, sort of, busy what? corporates. Yeah. So the main thing is that I get their problem is I work long hours, I get home and I'm too tired. Yeah, that but used again, to be me too. <laughs> yeah, but again, again, I think it's just that barrier. So um, it's the, oh, I can't cook. I don't know how to cook something fast or everything seems difficult. It's just these stories that I feel like we're telling ourselves. So I also teach them how to cook in bulk. 
So we make amazing salad dressings, but I also teach them to make cheese. And for me, when I was starting out cooking, if I had amazing things in my fridge that I'd made on the Sunday or the weekend, one, it made the week so much more amazing, but two, I was going to eat it. I'm not just going to leave it sitting there in the fridge. So I teach them to make ricotta and I teach them to make cream cheese and how to store things properly in their fridge so they last for the week. We make a grain, so we experiment with quinoa and we make little um, crunchy quinoa patties as well. Um, So just things that you can make in bulk in a fairly short amount of time, store them in your fridge and then just cherry pick from that during the week so you're not cooking from scratch every night and you're already a few steps ahead. And you know they taste amazing because you made them. I love that. And if you make it yourself, you just appreciate where it's come from so much more, don't you? I think you do. And if you're if you have to make your dinner and it's taking you it normally takes you forty minutes and suddenly it's ready in twenty minutes, you're you feel amazing. Like you're gonna high five yourself. You feel like you've cheated somehow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's totally yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it's just it's about finding time effective ways to do things. Like like you said, if some of the prep's done before you get home and you just have to throw the last part of it together, then anyone can do that. It's just as quick as going and ordering a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. But then the rule is you just need to make it amazing for you, I think. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It has to excite you, not anyone yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> now, Lou, You sound like you're super busy and you live in a pretty hectic part of the world. How do you relax, unwind and recharge? Um, I, what do I do? I go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a rule, um, bed by nine. I need to be asleep by nine. Yep. Because you must be up at the crack of dawn making everyone's lunch. Yep. So, yeah, about five, depending. Some days it can be earlier, some days it's later, but we'll average it out at 5 a.m., which is hard some days, and it's scary. Rewind a few years, and I could sleep till 2 p.m. I'm that type of person. So 5 a.m. is hard, but I just, I am a person that needs 10 hours sleep, nine to 10 hours sleep, and I'm operating at my best and I used to think that was more of a hindrance but now I've just learned to just give it to myself so if I'm getting 10 hours sleep I'm amazing and I try and fit in cups of tea in the sun and it's just all the little bit in between so no scrolling on Instagram or Facebook and just giving myself time out yep no Game of Thrones marathons I've never like seen an episode. Oh, you're the 5%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never yes. seen it. Um, what was the other movie you mentioned before? I've never oh. seen um, Cracker Jack. Oh, The Castle. The car- That's it. Where did Cracker Jack come from? They're oh. all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm a, you put me in front of a movie and I'm going to go to sleep. Wow. Sleep's more important for you. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's good. Like so, like you said, so many people fight it, and if it's what you need, it's what you need. Yep, 
Like, no judgment. Don't be hard on yourself. If you need sleep, you need sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of people listening to this would be busy, tired women who are feeling a little bit burnt out. What are three things you could tell them to do right now to, to start to turn their health around? Oh, my God, I'm in that category. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we make sleep one of those three things? Sleep. <laughs> just, yeah. And it's hard. So oh, there were so many years in my early 20s where sleep just, you know, didn't even happen. And it, it, oh, there's just, well, there's so much research. Didn't Ariana Huffington just write a whole book on sleep? Um, so that's number one. Two, just, so obviously people are on here for food tips. I just think if you can nail one meal, this isn't my quote, by the way. I need to quote someone else, an amazing personal trainer once told me this. Start with one meal and nail it and get so good at it that you're just stoked, you're so excited and you can't wait to eat that meal every day and then move on to the next. I feel, and I definitely did this, you know, going into the health food stores in London and spending my lunchtime there, I just went, I immersed myself very deep in what was a health revolution going on. But I, it can bring on lots of overwhelm as well, which I feel is the current state with a lot of people. So they're walking around. All you need to do is scroll through Facebook. Um, so we can say, you know, 10 ways to lose weight, whatever the things are. But I just, I could go on my Facebook right now and I would just need to do one scroll and I would see 10 different articles and they would all be arguing against each other. So what do you do? And this is where we are. We're all so confused. So take one thing experiment with it and learn how it works and how it doesn't work and then learn what works for you I love it does that make sense I feel like I've got so much to say I could give you 25 million tips and then the third one would be don't be so hard on yourself <laughs> yeah because that causes stress people stress <laughs> and so what I need to eat, obviously, I had cancer, which is still so weird to say, but I had that. So maybe what I need to eat is different to what you need to eat, which is different to what the next person needs to eat. And that's kind of just the way that it is. And our bodies are not the same. So don't beat yourself up if you don't like kale. Yep. <laughs> and also don't wear it like a badge. I'm sick of people saying that they don't like kale. I feel like kale's getting a bad rap. It's like the, I don't know, the third child that gets left out. It got the, left. It's got the left new Brussels the sprout. <laughs> yeah, they got left on the public toilets on a family holiday, and their parents drove off, and oh. they're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but have you noticed? I was watching MasterChef, and this season I've already seen them do kale chips in two different episodes except really? they're calling it crispy kale and they stick it on the tray in the oven for like 15 minutes and they're like oh yeah so we're doing some crispy kale to go with the dish and it's like oh. that's kale chips love yeah <laughs> so yeah Welcome. apparently kale is is moving up the ladder it really is 
well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like kale. Whatever kale schmail. But I just, you know, well, I cook with it sometimes. It's in season right now. And then someone will be like, but I don't like kale. It's like, it's fine. That's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. No judgment here. Yeah. Lou, it's been awesome talking to you. Um, now, I know people will be right at the end of this podcast wondering how they can find you. So can you please tell everyone where they can find you online? lunchladylou.com.au Awesome. We'll leave it at that. Awesome. And I know you've got some uh, recipes on there. Even if you don't live in Sydney, it's definitely worth a visit. There's recipes. There's a 30 Tasty Days on there as well, I think. Yep. Yep. That's a free guide to 30 tasty days, so one tip a day for 30 days. Yep. So if you don't live in Sydney, please go and visit anyway. And if you do live in Sydney, what are you waiting for? If you work in the CBD, make sure you check this chick out. It really, your work is awesome and I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jules. Yay, anytime. I hope you enjoy that interview with the awesome lunch lady, Lou. She really has a unique point of view and I just love the way she gets her message across. If you discovered this podcast just now and you're ready to hear more, take the time out right now to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, if you're after some recipe inspiration, don't forget you can also head to my website at julesgalloway.com and there on the right-hand side, you'll see a link to download your free mini recipe ebook. It's got some seriously kick-ass recipes in there that are simple to make for any skill level. Alrighty, stay tuned, lovely, because I'll be back next week with another inspiring guest from the health and wellness world. Till then, look after yourself, stay shiny and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.